Welcome to the Didi and Latal Show. Advice, thoughts, and stories from a married couple on cybersecurity, technology, and life in general. Now here are your hosts, Didi and Latal. Hello and welcome to the Didi and Latal Show. Hi Didi, we have a new background. No green screen anymore? Yes, because we like the ruggedness of the technology. We, we are very rugged technologists. <laughs> <laughs> always. It's always nice to tough it out in Motel 6 or when, uh, the way I define camping or in Newton. Very hard life. It's a hard knocks life for us. How do you summarize the Super Bowl? And then there were three. Right now, there's three people in the conversation of being who's the greatest. First, there's the real greatest, Tom Brady. Then there's the knockoff, San Mateo uh, uh, greatest, Joe Montana. Who, by the way, I love, but he was playing Elway, who's a loser. And second is our friend Mahomes. He is legit, legit amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. The thing that makes him really amazing for me, I think, is the competitive nature. You know why? They ask him about Brady, blah, 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 Brady. He says, listen, I played him twice in the playoffs. He beat me twice. I'm not entertaining any conversations about... Anything until we fix a couple of things. So from his... How many rings do you want to get before he can talk about that? He probably wants eight. That, that would be my guess. And he's likely to have it because he's just playing bums and losers. So Brady had to go through Peyton Manning, who was kind of taunted as probably the greatest of all time when he came out of high school. He was amazing. He had the size. He had the arm. He had the speed. He had everything. He just didn't have luck because he was dealing with Brady. And then there was Roethlisberger. He had to go through, basically, he had to go through multiple, multiple Super Bowl winners. So if you look at this last run, he had to go through Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. And in his years, he had to go through Peyton Manning almost every year. He had to go through Roethlisberger, who has two, at least two appearances in, I think, one Super Bowl. And we're not counting the bums like Andrew Luck and Philip Rivers who just know how to choke in the playoffs. And so far, Mahomes only has to play chokers. So when Josh Allen wins one or when Joe Burrow wins one, I'll, I'll revise my, my take on this. Of course, I assume Lamar would never win one because he has a losing record in the playoffs. So that's my take on the Super Bowl. But the, the game itself was amazing, and, awesome. I'm, wear yeah. I, and I'm wearing the T-shirt to remind Mahomes. What happened last time he met Brady? 31 to 9. So I want to summarize my few weeks of experience and, and bring us to the topic of today. Yep. Quick recap. We had a big strike in Newton. Strike is over. I, I decided to... Winter break. And because of that, there's no February break. No February break, which is another... I mean, luckily we didn't plan anything because... We thought of moving, but yes. we're not moving. Uh, we're we're Chaos. Chaos. But in the last few weeks, people told me I was brave. And people told me that it's amazing that I wasn't afraid to speak up against the union, to stand up. And I really felt awkward. I want to talk about that. I felt awkward because I didn't feel the words brave or being afraid, were Nothing reasonable for the situation. I will explain. So, as you all know, I'm Israeli. 
in in my culture and in, in the world that I'm coming from, being afraid, afraid is a big thing. Like fear is something existential. I'm afraid of Hamas uh, attacking my family. I'm afraid of nuclear bombs. Things that are existential. I'm, I'm afraid of car accidents. I am not afraid of being confronted by people that think differently, people that will be not supportive on social media. That's inconvenience. I, I felt like afraid, fear, bravery were not the right thing. Being brave, there is a story about a lady called Rachel from Shderot, from the south of, southern city in Israel, that had Hamas terrorists getting to her home on October 7th and while putting a grenade, a live grenade on her head, she offered them cookies. She said they looked hungry and they must be suffering. And she calmed them down and gave them cookies and coffee and had a talk with them. And she managed to stay alive and save the husband too. That's bravery. So this extreme story brings me to the topic that I want to discuss today, which is a generation is now using extreme words in an in hyperbolic, in inappropriate places. And I think it, does a lot of disservice to us. And most importantly, it's deserving the next generation, which don't get a sense of subtleties. And that's an important word because we we come from a place when I'm not even sure there There is is a translation. There is no translation for subtle. For subtle because it doesn't exist. And Mm -hmm. what I love about English is that every word have a gradient from kind of like zero to 100 of synonyms that you can use that are right for this situation. Now, a lot of things that you can use instead of the most extreme words for a yes. situation. So, Didi, when, <laughs> you give me your example of like misappropriate use of wording and let's think why we got to this point. So, unlike you that you decided to go directly to the extreme of... Holocaust and October 7th and disaster and being Debbie Downer. Me. Yes, of course. (laughs) I'm going to give a more fun example. And that's the use of the word urgent. So this week at work, I had multiple people reach out to me and say, I need to do something urgently. And as our organization had some massive changes, it's in the news. I'm not going to comment on this in any way, shape or form. But there were real urgent topics to deal with, real urgent topics, topics that impact people's lives, Mm -hmm. topics that impact income, the topics that income customers like live or die closing of deals. So this is for me is urgent. It's you need this answer now if if it's time sensitive and time related. Like a customer needs to a customer something is, to be... The customer could be impacted by downtime. A customer right. needs to, to close something because of legislation and timelines. They oh, have a, an employee the, is, is impacted in, in its daily in, life. Exactly. Impact, That's urgent. Exactly. An employee might be terminated or not terminated. There are things that are really impactful to, for people's lives. Okay. 
And w- my methodology for somebody that says, I need an urgent meeting is, okay, let's meet up today at 8 p.m. or 10 p.m. This is urgent, right? It's really urgent. I have no problem. I can meet with you at 8, 10. This is urgent. And if somebody says, no, 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 I plan to land on tomorrow's your podcast time. No, 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 you're not going to land on my time. You can't tell me when your urgency is. Because if it's not supposed to be at 10 p.m., that's not urgent. You've mishandled your time. Why is your time more valuable than mine? This is my understanding of urgency. Mm-hmm. I, as medical school, we had, we, I had time in the emergency room. So I know what urgent actually means. You made me a debit downer too. <laughs> Uh, uh, but th- there's things when you talk about urgency and sense of urgency, urgent needs to be now. And for me, if somebody says the word urgent and they're not willing to meet right away, that means for me that they're crying wolf. And there's a difference between important or time, timely, timely, time, uh, time sensitive. There's a million little things. And then we can discuss. It would have been better to say time sensitive need to be delivered this week. Yeah. Um, or that, that sets clarity exactly. on it. Exactly. It's not urgent. So the use of the term urgent for me is a problem. The other one that I really, really hate is traumatized. When people. That's overused. That, that, that or offended. The, these two terms are used so much in today's language. You cannot, if somebody says they were traumatized by a work-related event. That means a very serious thing has happened. Yeah. Do you mean that somebody beat the shit out of you on Zoom? Is there an harassment? I mean, if if somebody is traumatized, that means serious harassment. Yeah. That means serious action that needs intervention. and, and, And not by somebody asking them to do their jobs. So these are the things that I think, in general, we've become super hyperbolic, and everybody's so sensitive, and in the sense that I'm looking at this like a root canal. When somebody gives you a root canal and they open up the nerve, when the dentist does in the room next to you, you go, and living like this is no way to live. That's why dentists exist, so they... That's why you have sedation. That's why you have sedation. That's why you actually fix these things. If you're such an exposed nerve that everything is that extreme for you, there's solutions for that. But you need to understand that the world is a grayscale. Yeah. I mean, I can think of another word that now is being overused is uh, gaslighting. used to be something that came out of a movie. It is... A, a very serious. Explain to explain to the to the listeners and viewers what does the term gaslighting actually means. It's coming from when in relationship your partner makes you think as if you're crazy. So yes. behaves. It's an extreme abusive behavior, non physical violent, but extremely violent when a partner, your partner, or somebody else creates an atmosphere around you that would make you become crazy because he makes you think you're crazy. So that's 
Gaslighting, yeah, uh, um, it's a film. Gaslight is a film from 1944. Thanks Ingrid, you. Uh, Ingrid Bergman. Yeah. And nowadays, it's being used as you gaslight me means you argue with me, you disagree with me on social media. <laughs> That's when, kind when of somebody, when somebody when, argues with you, now he gaslights you. When somebody gaslights you, and this is where people need to understand the, the actual meaning of this, is they make you doubt your perception of reality. Right. Is is this really happening? So, for example, certain people that love to leave the garage door open, people that love to leave the trash can open so the cat gets to the food. I'm, I'm not naming names, but certain people... So maybe you are the one leaving it and then saying... Oh, it's you that always and then makes exactly. me doubt myself if it's me or you're just planting it in my head. Exactly. Because exactly. I'm actually... Very orderly. You're very neat. You're the neatest person I know. It's not that... Stop uh, gaslighting. Uh, uh, <laughs> exactly. It's not as if our bedroom looks like a laundry <laughs> central. <laughs> so I, I started thinking of how we got to the situation of, of hyperbole. The, the, of the problem with the laundry. <laughs> the laundry is my fault. That's true. But the, the, the problem of us using big words instead of the right wording that are not so bombastic for the situation. Why everything is traumatizing, why arguing is gaslighting, and, and why you're doing something that no, is different. Is urgent. It's, Courageous. Everything is um, urgent and everything needs to happen now, 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 and there's no ability to temper emotions. So and, I, and I, I, I'll tell you what I think, and, and probably there are a bunch of different reasons. You know how media used to be the sensationalist, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you always had to create clickbait, sensational news headlines, so you would use bombastic wording for that and exaggerations. Yeah. Nowadays that we have social media, each one of us is a broadcaster. We need to tell the world and nobody will listen, at least we feel like nobody will listen if we're not using extreme words. So every time we post, every time we talk in social media, it has to drive attention I guess also the algorithm works that way to promote those posts that are more sensational, the same as, and each one of us became headlines of a British tabloid. So I think that's part of the reason that our society no. is moving to those words. No, no. Also no. politicians are driving it and our politics is very extreme. No. What do you think? Why are we using those extreme words? Because people are soft and weak. People are just... So, so, so soft. It's just insane how soft people. Well, are. we had a snow day this week. We didn't have a snow we day in Newton, snow day. thanks to the strike. But uh, there was a snow day. Of no snow. With no snow. With it no seems snow. like... Soft. This is the thing. <laughs> people have become... That when I think it's a little bit like allergies. When you don't expose people to allergens... They become allergic when they get exposed to it at, at, at a much older age. If That's like why Israelis don't have peanut allergy, almost don't have peanut yeah, allergy. Because, because of Bamba. There is a, Bamba. A, a, a something called Bamba that, that has, it's basically puffed peanuts. Um, peanuts. It's an awesome snack and 
kids eat it from the age of makes your know, fingers six, more dirty six, fing- six months makes your fingers more dirty than a dorito so basically it's exposure at early age that makes people less yeah. allergies and the fact that everybody's parent tells them that they're a snowflake because my mom when I got back from school with an a like Ron came to us and says he got a 94 my mom would have asked him who got the a who got the 100 who got the 100 and why did you make those mistakes and even you don't do that and And, and you're a much harsher person. Well, he, he came to, to say that he was right and the teacher was wrong and showed wrong. me. And I but told him. But he was wrong. He was wrong. Yes. He was wrong. But the thing is that when everybody. I didn't support him. When everybody's a snowflake, the first time they get punched in the mouth, they, they don't know how to react to that. And if you think about it, I, I, our boys survived the whole career of an education system. Without a serious, serious fight. I don't remember getting to the age of 14 without a black eye. Really. Seriously. I'm trying to... Uh, and you come from one of the best neighborhoods in, 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 in Tel Aviv. Exactly. I, and, and my mom is a Supreme Court justice and my dad's an OBG. And the guy that gave me a black eye, his dad was a hedge fund guy. So it's not as if two criminals fighting. It, it's, let, let's face it. It was, it was boys will be boys and people let kids fight because kids need to fight. kids need to argue right now when Omri has an argument at school the teacher comes in and says no 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 you can't argue you can't raise your voice you can't it's basically everything needs to be kumbaya so the first time somebody sees something that is real life if the first time you encounter somebody telling you you're wrong at the age of 24 then work oh my god this is so bad No. Because he always got uh, the participation you. trophies. Exactly, in participation your awards. Soccer, your soccer games. Your participation games. awards. So the fact that if, if everybody's a snowflake and everybody's tender, then the first time you meet reality, you don't know how to deal with extremity. And you don't understand that there's a grayscale. And, and if mommy always gave you things on time, because whenever you burped, somebody came to you, then everything is urgent because y- you can't deny me things. Everything is urgent. Everything needs to be now because I said so. Grow up and, and, and stop crying. And, and this is where I think reality needs to be, that the fact that now the kids of the helicopter parents are getting to be teachers and parents They're growing kids that cannot deal with life. And that's why everybody's hyperbolic. And the other thing is, when these hyperbolic kids go online, they create a hyperbolic echo chamber of everything is terrible and everything is destructive and everybody's oppressed and everybody's bad. No, because people were reacting to your post on LinkedIn of our podcast. That how come we don't see that the teachers are oppressed? They're not oppressed. They chose. <laughs> they had a free choice to go, and I chose my direction. There They is real oppression in the world. Oh, there, absolutely. Th- th- there's North Korea. There's China. There's China. There's Russia. There's Russia. Oppression there, there, exists. There, there's Darfur. There's real oppression. Sudan. Exactly. Somebody making 120K for working 180 days with ten, two weeks of vacation in the, in the middle and, sick leave, and unlimited sick leave 
That's not oppression. Well, if somebody says, you know what, somebody needs to deal with a super hyper-violent school somewhere in Boston, wow, this is something. One of my colleagues went to interview as a teacher. She studied to be a teacher. And somebody had to walk her to the car in some place in Boston, in a school in Boston, because he said, lady, you can't walk around here. That can be traumatized, that can be oppression, that could be bad. Dealing with whiny Newton parents is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. But it's not oppression. Yeah, it's Uh, not nice, it's uncomfortable. Maybe we're not nice to deal with, that's fair. Especially you. But that's life, basically. Each one of us has to deal with the inconvenience of jobs, and each one of us has the right to ask for a promotion and ask for a raise. Absolutely. Do yeah. they have the, the right to ask the, for a raise? Yes. Uh, it's do, a free do I, country. Do I, as, as their boss, have the, the, the right to flip them the finger when they ask for a raise after three weeks of doing nothing? Well, you're not the nothing? boss. They, well, they, I am they, their boss. You're paying. The, that's the problem. I am, the, I am yeah, their boss. But, but that's the problem, that you pay taxes, but you're not the boss. So that's the reality. But, yeah, I mean... Using the word oppression, again, that is so wrong for everything that goes on in this country. Yeah, Other but, 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 but I'm, I'm going to focus this on the teacher and not getting you in and getting me fired. But, Let, but, let's, but saying, let's get back. Let's leave the teachers and in general, let's get back to the topic of hyperbolic so, words. Hyper, what else do we feel in the work world? We should be doing. Let's get into this context so we stay away from politics yes. and help people. So we talked about things like urgency. What else? I, I think that pe- when people say that uh, they they feel, I don't want to say oppressed, but they, they feel like when somebody tells them no at work, they feel, what's the right word? Unfair. That, there is- that they're harassed or that they're being discriminated against. People will say, We'll use terms like that. Or retaliated against. Or, That's retaliate, retaliated I, against. I, I heard a lot. When, when, somebody, when somebody basically says, no, you Disagree. Disagrees with no. them. Yeah. Or say no. Because a lot of times somebody comes up with a great plan in their head of what needs to happen. And in the software world, at least from my perspective, there are things that don't make sense. They, they, and I'm a very math guy. If somebody asks to, I don't know, for me to rebuild a product that it took 36 months to build, rebuild it in three months, I'm not being childish by saying no. I'm just being realistic. There's an old, there's a very, 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 very famous joke between Canadian, between a Canadian and an American. Dave probably knows this. It's, uh, so somebody says, um, um, whomever is in position, blah, 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 can you please move to the side? And he says, no, 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 I, I can't. Sorry, I can't. And he says, I'm an admiral of a carrier fleet, and you need to move. The other guy says, well, I'm a corporal, but I'm a lighthouse. And, 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 and sometimes when people have to deal with this lighthouse situation, they don't, they don't know what to do. You try to explain to them, guys, this is what, even if you made complete sense and you were absolutely right, Still can be done. Can be done. There is uh, a lighthouse. There's a lighthouse. You can't move it. Or something doesn't make sense in terms of cogs. Did anybody actually assess the cost of 
doing what you're suggesting? Will it actually be profitable? No, but it's really, really cool. Look at the UI. Does somebody want to buy it? When people don't come to this and, and they feel turned back, they, they, they feel offended. They feel, they feel as if it's personal. They feel as if it's personal. Instead of stopping for a second, recalibrating, thinking of a bigger picture, asking, is it about me or is there a different reason? I think that's another thing that maybe we're a little bit egocentric these days and we all think it's about ourselves. Yes, because versus, everybody's a snowflake. Yeah, yeah. People told me, oh, you're fighting because you're going to get money out of this fight. No, or, I, or, or I, you're doing I this didn't. for personal, or you're doing to, for, so. for personal benefit. No, I'm not. It was extremely inconvenient. It's not good for me. It's actually not serving any purpose. On the contrary, but I thought it's for the better good of society. Kids are in our town, family in our town. So the same thing. Don't think it's about yourself. Stop for a second instead of this visceral reaction that we all think, oh, I'm being attacked. Oh, it's it's specifically about me. And then we get into this hyperbole, hyperbole of also being defensive. If somebody tells you something, think about stop for a second and try to put yourself in their shoes. Why are they saying it? Is there a different reason? Is it really about attacking you? Which, unfortunately, on social media, yes, maybe. But... If it is on a one-to-one, if it is in a corporate scenario, it's not necessarily about you. It's about the company and the constraints and the team and the money and the, what is the bigger picture. And I think we are using the most extreme words because we get into this egocentric world instead of thinking about what else is part of the bigger picture? So, yeah, I think I think we'll I think we'll end with a big word, which is which requires another topic on its own. And which and one? Meritocracy. <laughs> that, 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 we'll, it, we'll do an episode just about we, that, especially because my best friend Angela Duckworth was publishing something about a book called The Meritocracy Trap, which I'll post a link to in the in the connections here. So we need to read the book, the book first. I read it. Oh, you already read it? Yeah. It, 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 yeah. N- not not exactly War and Peace and not exactly... Is it better than Grit, her first book? So it's not her book. Ah, it's not her book. I, okay. I, I love Sorry. We'll, I, we'll I, I, I love her book. Because her book actually talks about meritocracy. So, it is meritocracy, for yes. sure. Uh, so I, I think this is where people take real offense. And I'm going to go back to something that Mari Rush, who was one of our investors, once said in like an all-hands team meeting. He says, if somebody says your idea is stupid, it's okay. If somebody says you're stupid, that's not okay. And people don't know the difference between the two. You can have multiple stupid ideas. I have at least three a day. And I call Anton, and he reminds me that these. That's are, because he is Russian-Israeli. Yes, and he, he will tell you in your face immediately. That's a stupid idea. He may also say you're stupid, but that's he, a he different may thing. He also say I'm stupid, but he won't. <laughs> um, but but in, but in general, I'm the one that will tell you you're yeah, stupid. Yes, and and just be not because you know it's not true. And just because I I hope to get some, I'll forgive you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the things that we'll forgive. Exactly, and uh, but I you do make me feel traumatized inside every time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. 
it's hard. I want to give listeners that survived with us for, so for long. the last half an hour a thought. If you are After about, I traumatized them. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're, we're torturing them. That's what we do here. If you listen to us, you're being ta- tortured. I think before using a big word, try to take the one, two levels down. Like yes. recalibrate before you say it. Ask chat GPT to, to say, how can I use this word? Two levels down. So it, it, that's like me. Now that I, if I need to send an angry uh, letter to a customer support somewhere, I now get into chat GPT. I type whatever I want to type and I tell him, make it sound less Israeli. Yep. It's, it's amazing. It, it tones it down. It becomes polite. It's like my alter ego, non-existent me. That's yeah. chat GPT. Oh, the way Omri calls it. My friend, Chet Gupta. Yes. I don't know why he decided that he has... Because he thinks it, that ChatGPT is a mechanical Turk operated by a million people somewhere. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, so let's tone down the, the craziness. It's going to be a tough year. It's 2024. Hyperbole is oh, the yeah. name of the game. Yes. And we're yeah. not going to talk about who's going to make it insane. But I will say he speaks like this. Well, so, so life is crazy. <laughs> let's not kind of make it even worse crazy? if we can. Uh, let's tone things down. Let's make it quiet. Awesome. awesome. Well, I think with that, we can adjourn. Done for the day. Done for the day. Thank you for listening to the Didi and Lital show. I tend to yell, so it's really hard for me to tone down my voice. But I hope we enjoyed. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. If as you much like as we us. Did. Please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. Share it with your friends. If you'd like to be on the show, please reach out to Didi or myself. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.